Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, grace and peace, beloved of God. This is Pastor Aziza Morrison, and we are saying a good God bless you and a good morning. Thank you all so much for joining us this morning for our Zion Travails prayer and impartation call. You can meet us here. We're here every Tuesday and every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Where brothers and sisters from around the country and abroad like to come together to lock arms, to pray, to seek the Lord while he may be found, and to call upon him while he is near. We're saying good morning to all of you, our first-time prayer partners. Thank you so much for joining us. I pray that as this may be your first time joining us, that it definitely would not be your last time joining us. We're here every Tuesday and every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Amen. Eastern Standard Time. God is good to us. Yes, he is. Somebody say, God is good. Amen. You know what you're supposed to say. I can't hear you, but go ahead and say it all the time. And all the time, what? God is good. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I want to talk to you this morning about overcoming the spirit of shame. Go ahead. I know a lot of you like to take notes, so go ahead and put that down. Overcoming the spirit of shame. We taught you uh, last week, for those of you that were with us, and if you missed last week's, uh, I think it was Thursday, if you missed last Thursday's uh, time of impartation, I want you to go back and listen to that lesson on uh, winning in warfare, really understanding how uh, the enemy gains access to us and how we pull down uh, vain imaginations. We talked about how spirits uh, enter into doorways and gateways and uh, how they rest in strongholds. And so uh, we are going to build on that um, because there are spirits that the Bible says have crept in unaware, and we don't understand or we, we're not aware, we don't know that we are operating with and by and through certain spirits. And one of the spirits that the Lord has highlighted me to talk to you about today is the spirit of shame, overcoming the spirit of shame. The first thing that you have to know, let's just say a quick word of prayer. Jesus, we honor you. We thank you so much for your presence and for your love for us and for your patience and for your long-suffering. We thank you for all that you have accomplished for us. The spirit of the living God, we ask that you would open up our spirits our minds, that we may receive you, our ears, that we may hear you. In Jesus' name, amen. Whatever you are ashamed of will rob you of power and boldness. If you live in shame, if there's any area in your life that you uh, are experiencing shame, and uh, that area of your life, you will operate uh, less than where the level that God has given you to live. And so whatever you are ashamed of will rob you. It's going to rob you of power, and it's going to rob you of boldness. Paul says in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, 
Paul says, for I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel, Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God. And so if you are ashamed of something, you cannot operate in power in that area. And so I want you, as we are going over the next few moments over this lesson, I want and I pray that you would pray and ask the Holy Spirit to highlight any area of your life that you feel shame because you do not want to be, and God does not want us to be powerless, but God wants us to be powerful. Uh, I love how in Second uh, Timothy, Paul says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind. And so it is God's intent for us to live in power. But if there's areas in your life where you are ashamed, you will not be powerful. You will be powerless. And so our objective this morning is that you would overcome the spirit of shame so that you can reclaim your power, so that you can get your power back. Somebody say, I'm getting my power back. Somebody say, I'm getting my power back. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting my power back. I love, let's go to Philippians. Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, verse 20. Paul says, for I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ whether I live or die. Paul says, I'm never going to be ashamed. He said, but I'm going to be bold for Christ. Remember, I said, if you live in shame, if you have shame, it robs you of your boldness and your power. And so if there's any areas of your life where you feel um, uh, that you have to draw back, if you feel areas in your life where you're not feeling strong or confident, you want to pray and, and, and find out if this is an area of your life where shame has set in. Um, every area, uh, and, and so there's other areas. There's, there's areas of our, you know, we can have shame in our finances. You know, you can have shame in your family. You can have shame with your, uh, your, your moral purity, because these are areas that the enemy comes to rob us because shame is a thief and a robber. Shame is a thief and a robber. A robber, uh, 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 a robber comes and he, he'll rob you in your face. A thief comes and he'll rob you at night. Shame comes in the day and the night. He's a shame, the spirit of shame comes to take from you, all right? 
And so it happens to us as people of God. It happens to us personally, and it happens to us corporately. Shame can come and bring an individual down, but it also can bring a whole family down. It can bring a whole church down. It can bring a whole nation down. It can bring a whole community down. And so what it, how does shame enter? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the entrance of shame. Genesis 2 and 25, the Bible says that Adam and Eve, they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were, the Bible says, they were not ashamed. They were not ashamed. So when the Bible says that they were not ashamed, that means that they had no feeling of lack. They had no feeling that something was wrong in themselves. You understand that uh, the Bible says that they were naked, so there was nothing covering them. The only thing that they were covered with, they were covered with the glory of God because they had no shame because they were, they were in right standing with God the Father. And so the Bible says that they were naked and not ashamed. They were unashamed. They had no feeling of insecurity. They had no feeling that something was wrong with them. Are, are you following how the word of the Lord is coming to us this morning? And so because they were not ashamed and because they, they had no feeling of insecurity, because they had no feeling of uh, intimidation. The the result was that they lived in boldness. They lived free. They were naked. They were they had confidence. They they had openness. They had intimacy. So when shame comes, shame robs us of these things. It robs us of our confidence. It robs us of our intimacy, being intimate in friendships, intimate in relationships. You're ashamed of something, so it doesn't allow you to open and share and to be honest because of the spirit of shame. And so the Bible says that, you know, after they sinned, after Satan had entered in after Satan had convinced them that, that God was not who he said he was. Come on, that, that's what, really what happened. The Bible says that they covered themselves. They covered themselves. And, and when God, the Bible says that, that God is walking in the garden and he asked Adam, Adam, he asked Adam, who told you you were naked? What, what, why did you put these clothes on? What, what happened to you? What transpired within you? Who told you you were naked? Now, the Bible tells us in, three and, in 2 and 25 that they were naked, but they didn't know they were naked. So, so shame came and, and revealed something in them that they did not know was there. And so that word naked means, it means to mean, it means to be made bare. It means to be stripped of clothing or a covering. When he says, God says, who told you? That word told there, it means to announce, to expose, to proclaim. Who told you? Who announced to you that you were naked? The Bible says that, uh, Adam says, Satan told them. So Satan, watch this, this is what Satan did. Satan told them, in other words, Satan pointed out their condition and mocked them. 
Satan pointed out their condition and made them feel bad about it. Satan himself, watch this, had been stripped of glory. Satan himself had been clothed with shame. See, we have to understand that the enemy hates us, and he wants us, too, to be stripped of the glory of God that is on our lives. And so shame, so what what happened here with the shame? Shame was a result of a loss of covering, and it was an awareness of being different. Who told you that you were naked? Come on. Are y'all following? Who told you that you were different? Who told? It, it, it brought an awareness. It resulted in the loss of their covering. They were already covered with God's glory. Are you understand? Are you understanding me here? And so the Bible says in Genesis three and twenty-seven, the Bible says that they made their self aprons. What is apron? The apron. Like a loin, it's a, a a covering or a bait for a wealth, a, a belt for a waist, and it, it it was to conceal their genitals. You understand that? And so now, because of their newfound awareness, they noticed that they were different from each other, and they wanted to cover themselves because now they felt ashamed. They felt ashamed about their condition. Are you, are you following? Are you following this word this morning? So there's a couple of uh, if you if you look up the word shame, uh, there's a couple of uh, different uh, meanings of shame in the Bible. One means to feel humiliated or confounded. One means to uh, wound or to mock because of a condition. Another definition means to point the finger. Another definition means to be uh, disfigured or to be dishonest. And so this is what the enemy comes. This is what the spirit of shame comes to do. It comes to humiliate us. It comes to confuse us, to mock us, to point at us, to wound us, to disfigure us. The, the regular dictionary uh, uh, definition of shame, it's, it's a painful feeling of a loss of respect and judgment by others, a painful feeling of loss of respect and judgment by others. And sometimes it comes because we feel that we are lacking or because of our wrong behavior. The, the crux of shame, this is what shame says, and I want you to write this down because we're going to overcome this spirit today. The 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 underlining anthem of shame is something is wrong with me. That's what shame is saying. Shame is saying I am ashamed because something is wrong with me. There is a difference between guilt and shame. There's a difference between guilt and shame. Guilt says I have done something wrong. I've done something wrong. I've made a mistake. I should not have done that. That is an issue of behavior. So guilt has to do with behavior. I did something wrong. I made a mistake. I should not have said that. But shame, shame is different from guilt. Guilt has to do with your behavior. Shame says 
something is wrong with me. That's an identity issue. So guilt has to do with behavior. Shame has to do with identity. I'm a mistake. Something is wrong with me. Not about what I did, but who I am. And that's how the spirit of shame comes. And it, it messes with our mind. It messes with our emotions. And the enemy starts talking to us. I'm never going to be able to get this right because something is wrong with me. I'm never going to be able to overcome because something is wrong with me. I'm never going to be able to win in this area of my life because something is wrong with me. I always, it's, it's always this way for me. That's an identity issue. But this morning, we're coming to overcome and to combat and to bring down and to cast down the spirit of shame. So what are the roots of shame? And we're going to pray. What are the roots of shame? How does shame uh, uh, become established in a person's life? And usually what happens is that it, it actually comes from the outside. It doesn't really start from the inside. It starts from the outside of people judging you, of, of, and sometimes it comes from us comparing ourselves to other people. And because we compare ourselves to other people, we impose our own judgment on ourselves, and now that judgment, it becomes a part of who you are. All right, is, is, is that helping you? And then it begin, then it starts uh, resonating with us, and it becomes a part of our uh, underlying personal anthem. I'm not acceptable. I'll never be good enough. I'll never make it there. Something is wrong with me. And so it's all kind. We have all kind of different. Uh, 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 you know, read examples of shame uh, and, and judgments that have been, you know, imposed from from other from other people from from comparing, you know, our gender, your skin color. Uh, you know, I have a learning disability, and people don't know that about me. And I, it's 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 a uh, it's uh, sometimes I feel like it's a blessing and a curse because God has anointed me, and He's. He, he's anointed me and he's empowered me and I'm very intelligent and I'm very articulate. And so with my articulation and with my charisma, you would never know that I have a grave learning disability. And because of that learning disability, I feel ashamed. And God has been dealing with me about that. He's been dealing with me about overcoming, being, overcoming my sense of shame and giving into the lie that I I can't do this or I can't do that because of my learning disability. Are, are you hearing me? And so we never know what other people are going through. That's why we have to be kind and compassionate one to another. And I know many of you are listening to me right now. I can feel your spirit talking about, Pastor, you don't have no learning disability. Child, trust me when I tell you. You, you understand what I'm saying? And so all of these things are roots of shame, you know, uh, a physical abuse, you know, a financial lack, you know, uh, uh, making 
uh, uh, foolish decisions, you know, coming from broken families, you know, always being associated with people uh, who fail, you know, parents who were alcoholics and drug, you know, drug addicts and sexual abuse and being rejected and having a physical uh, a defect, being, you know, belittled by your parents, you know, being born out of wedlock, having children out of wedlock, you know, all of these things generates a prevailing message that something is wrong with me and it impacts our lives. And how, how does it impact our lives? It impacts our lives because we start hiding. We start hiding and we don't show up. We don't show up for interviews. We don't show up. We, we don't apply for the job. We don't show up. We, 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 we don't show up in conversations. We don't show up in meetings because we are saying we hide. And so what Adam and Eve did, the Bible says that they sold fig leaves together. In other words, what did they do? What was the impact? They tried to hide from God, but you cannot hide. You cannot hide from God. You cannot hide from your purpose. You cannot hide from your destiny. Well, maybe I'm just going to pull back and I'm, no, 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 no. No more hiding. Somebody say no more hiding. No more hiding. And, and what happens, I told you, that shame comes to steal our power. It comes to steal our boldness. And, what, and, 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 and shame, uh, the way we respond, we lose our boldness. We lose our confidence. Uh, we start operating in fear. Are, are you hearing me? This is the fruit of shame. And now we have fear of rejection. We, we, we don't trust God. God tells us he's going to do something for us. God tells us to do this, and we don't do it because we don't trust that he's going to hold up to his end of the bargain. We start hiding. We're, you're in a meeting, and an idea, you have an idea, you have a thought, you have a suggestion, but you don't speak up because you are afraid of being rejected. You are afraid that your thoughts don't matter. You are afraid that your impact isn't going to matter. And so we start covering ourselves, and then we have self-rejection. We start rejecting ourselves. We start blaming ourselves. We start, come on, and all of these things are a, a fruit of shame. We start re withdrawing, and then these Spirit, the spirit comes into us and it dis it 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 disempowers us. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It disempowers us and it torments us. Shame is a tormenting spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so what did God do when we're done? What did God do with Adam and Eve? The Bible says that the, the Lord in Genesis 3 and 21, the Bible says that the Lord God made coats of skin and he clothed them. So he shed innocent blood. This points to Jesus Christ. He, he shed innocent blood and he, he covered us. God provided them with a covering. Now, they were already covered with his righteousness. Oh, come on, come on, come on. But now because of their awareness, he, he clothed them himself. And so, so we have to understand, brothers and sisters, that, that no matter what it is, your 
skin color, your physical birth defect, your learning disability, your financial lack, coming from a broken family, dealing with generational curses, dealing with abuse, dealing with uh, all kinds of things. You have to understand that we can be free from the spirit of shame because Jesus Christ carried away our shame. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 69. Psalm chapter 69 says, you have known my reproach, my shame, and my dishonor, and you have carried it away. Come on. Jesus Christ, he took our shame. He carried our shame on the cross. He carried our shame on the cross. And he identified and he represented us on the cross. And so what do you do with the spirit of shame, brothers and sisters? You've got to cast it off like a garment. Come on. You've got to cast it away. Somebody say, I'm casting it away. I'm casting away the spirit of shame, just like blind by the marriage, blind by the mayor. Remember blind by the marriage? He was begging by the roadside. My mama used to sing that song. There was a blind man. Y'all remember that? Y'all, 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 y'all not from church. <laughs> Named Bartimaeus, begging by the roadside one day. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm about to cry. My mama used to sing that song. He heard that Jesus was passing by. Yes, God, have mercy, Lord. He began to cry. Oh, God, I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting carried away. I'm getting carried away here. But the Bible says that, that, that Barnabas was begging by the roadside. He had a garment on, but he cast it away. And so this morning, brothers and sisters, we're going to cast off the spirit of fear. We're going to cast off the spirit of shame. We're going to cast off the, 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 the spirit of shame of failure and allow God to heal us. And just like Bartimaeus, he was blind. He was begging by the roadside. But, but, but when he cast off that garment, that beggar's garment, then he was able to see. Hallelujah. He was able. God gave him sight. He gave him the ability to see himself the way God sees him. And this morning, as we come against her, this spirit of shame, I decree and declare this morning that you are going to be able to see yourself the way God sees you. You are going to be able to see yourself for who you are in Jesus Christ. You are a new creation. You have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You are a king's kid. You are a child of God. You are called to live in dominion. You have not been called to live in shame. Hallelujah. Shame comes to rob us. But this morning, we're coming to get our stuff back. Hallelujah. Yes, it comes to rob us of our boldness and of our confidence. Oh, God, but we're going to get it back. Yes, we're not going to stay as beggars any longer. Yes, God, we are covering, we are casting off the spirit of shame, and we're moving from beggars to builders. Yes, God. Somebody say, God, I'm ready to move from a beggar to a builder. Yeah, Bartimaeus was on the roadside, and he was begging because he was blind. He did not know who he was, but when he came in contact with Jesus Christ, Jesus shifted the trajectory of his life, and I decree and declare this morning, I don't care what you have been dealing with, 
I don't care what spirit you have been facing, what you have gone through up until this very moment in your life. The spirit of shame has been nailed to the blood same cross of Jesus Christ, and you are free from the spirit. There is nothing wrong with you. I don't care who you are and how you are. You are the way you are because that is what God wants you to be. That is how God called you to be, and God is going to use it for his glory. And now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today, Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you, Father, for overcoming the spirit of shame in our lives. Father, now in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you would remove the spirit of shame that has tainted our confidence, the spirit of shame that has robbed us of our power, the spirit of shame that has robbed us of our confidence, that has robbed us of our boldness. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray this morning that you would cause us to remember that no matter what is happening in our lives, your grace is sufficient for us. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would cause us to rest in your grace. Oh, God, we're not trying to rest in our own strength, but I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus that you would cause us to rest in your grace. Father, we know this morning that shame comes to rob us. Oh, Father, now in the name of Jesus, we stand against the spirit of shame in the name of Jesus, and we decree and declare that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Father, we're praying for our children. We're praying for our nieces and our nephews. We're praying, God, for our mothers and our fathers, those that have been wracked with the spirit of shame. We pray now in the name of Jesus that you would free them and deliver them. Oh, God, we thank you for divine freedom today. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. Father, cover us with your glory, oh God. Cover us with your glory, O God. Oh, God, we don't want to look at our faults, God. Hallelujah. But we want to look to you today, God. Help us to keep our eyes stayed on you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We don't want to compare ourselves. We don't want to judge ourselves. But, Father, in the name name of Jesus, cause us to live in total freedom today. Hallelujah. Total freedom. We thank you. We thank you for total freedom. Hallelujah. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. We thank you for total freedom. Hallelujah. Thank you for delivering us from the bondage and the torment of shame. Free your people today. Lay your hands on each and every man and woman that is under the sound of my voice. Areas of shame that they have carried from their childhood. 
from broken marriages, from broken relationships, from broken friendships, hallelujah, from things that they feel is wrong with them that can never be right. Holy Spirit of God, I pray that you would begin to minister to each and every one of them. Open their eyes that they may see who they are in God. Open their eyes that they may see that all that God has planned and prepared for them. I release a new spirit of freedom and boldness and confidence, confidence in you. You did not tell us to be confident in ourselves, but to be confident in God. Hallelujah. Our confidence is of you today. You told us to cast not away our confidence because our confidence would bring us a great reward. Help us to hold on to you, to hold on to our faith, to hold on to our freedom. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We pray, God, that you would take us through this day Allow our hearts and our minds to be knitted to you. Help us to be a light and to an example to those that do not know you. Bless and prosper the work of our hands. We bind distractions. We set aside distractions. We cut off distractions in the name of Jesus. As we go to and fro work, I pray, God, that your blood would cover us. Bless our children, our spouses, our parents, those that are connected to us our nieces, our nephews, our uncles and our aunts, our grandmothers and our grandfathers, everybody that's connected to us, Father, bless them today. We thank you for increase, advancement, and overflow. And most of all today, we thank you for giving us the grace, the power, and the anointing to overcome the spirit of shame. We pray today, Father, that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart, we pray, Father, that they will be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, you are our strength and you are our redeemer. Let every heart that believe it say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I love you all with the love of the Lord. We'll be back here on Thursday because the Bible is right. When Zion travails, she shall bring forth. God bless you. Walk with Jesus today. Shalom. Bye-bye.